Welcome to the Happy Menopause podcast. I'm Jackie Lynch, registered nutritional therapist and founder of the Well, Well, Well Nutrition Clinic, where I specialize in women's health and the menopause. There are so many ways that diet and lifestyle can help to relieve a whole range of menopause symptoms. And my new book, The Happy Menopause, Smart Nutrition to Help You Flourish, is coming out soon and available to pre-order in all the usual places. In the meantime, join me and my expert guests on a journey through midlife and find out how you can have a healthy and happy menopause. September is the perfect time to be thinking about new beginnings. And of course, midlife can often provide an opportunity for a whole new perspective too. As reproductive hormones subside, you'll have the headspace to become more aware of yourself and to focus on your own choices. So it can be a time of big change. Many women decide to step away from the corporate world at this time to work independently or start their own business. So if you're ready to do things differently, and are looking for a new way to live and a confidence boost to encourage you, this is the perfect episode for you. I'm speaking to master neuro coach and business mentor, Laurie Wright, who's made it her mission to ensure that nobody gets to the end of their life and has any regrets. But first, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Silk, who make it possible for me to produce this podcast. Their wonderful product can transform your intimate life because one of the midlife symptoms we don't often talk about is vaginal dryness. It can be a real problem during the perimenopause and the menopause, causing itching, discomfort and painful sex. So I'd like to say a big thank you to them, not just for supporting this podcast, but for offering a gentle and natural solution for women with vaginal dryness. Silk's plant-based formula is made in New Zealand with kiwi vine gum extract, which is a natural lubricant. It's water-based and pH-friendly, so that it gently soothes vaginal dryness and irritation, helping you rediscover your love life. It's available at all chemists and off the shelf in larger boot stores. Visit silk, uk to order your free sample. And so on to today's episode. I'm delighted to be speaking to Laurie Wright, who's also known as Not Your Average Grandma. And there's certainly nothing average about Laurie. She's a certified master neuro coach and business mentor who focuses on helping empty nesters find passion, purpose and profit in their life. Queen of the midlife transformation, she's drawn on her extensive experience of a busy corporate role and her own personal and professional journey in midlife to develop a highly successful coaching business. Laurie teaches women how to discover what lights them up and how to create a business around that passion so that they'll never dread another Monday. This could be the start of something big for you. So let's hear what she's got to say. Welcome to the Happy Menopause, Laurie. Hello, and I'm excited to be here with you, Jackie. Well, it's great to talk to you today. I can't wait to hear what you've got to say, because I think there's going to be some really interesting stuff here. Let's start off with you. What's your story, Laurie? Who is Laurie Wright? Oh, gosh. Well, I'll start with my age. I'm 61, so I'm well past menopause. <laughs> but I have a quite a story, and uh, I could go in many directions. But I think where I want to focus is just the fact that I really started to follow my heart right before I turned 50, and I made some significant changes in my life. And what I realized is that I was following 
a logical brain all of my life and doing the things that I thought I was supposed to do, but ultimately right. made me at midlife feel like I was misaligned and that I felt deep inside, I don't want to live the rest of my life like this. So I made a, a significant decision to leave my marriage of 25 years. And oh. yes, and That's I did, uh, you know, that was the start. And then I had a health transformation. I had a career transformation. So I kind of call myself the the queen of the midlife hat trick. <laughs> wow. So all this happened when you were around 50, would you yeah, say? Yeah. So I made the decision at 47. I was about to turn 48 when I filed for separation. And uh, then I rekindled with an old boyfriend who was actually my soulmate oh. from way, way back, but, you know, just had moved on from him and never forgot him. So uh, we rekindled and then I married him at age 50 and relocated to a new town and made a home where I live today. And then I kind of fell into an online business in the in, when I was 55. And it just was the beginning of a new path to a very deep purpose. So that is okay. kind of my 50s, I call my best decade. And I was in the throes of menopause wow. and dealing with hot flashes, but I was happier than I've ever been in my life. That's extraordinary. Now, I've just got to unpick some of that because I'm dying to know, and I expect the listeners are dying to know, a little bit more about this whole we found each other again. How long had it been since you saw this old boyfriend? It was 27 years since we had uh, broken up, I believe. Let me see. It's 79. We broke up and we got back together in 2006, late 2006. So we had had a couple of conversations. I had seen him, I think, about... 20 years prior, we had had we had gotten some roommates together and gone out on the town one night, but he didn't live in the same town as me. So I would hear about him through friends. So we had actually not physically seen each other for about 20 years. And it had been about 10 years Mm -hmm. since we had we had had a phone conversation about 10 years prior, because the funny thing is my ex-husband had had an affair and so, of course, the first thing you do is think, hmm, you know, let's make him jealous, right? <laughs> and so I thought, um, you know, how can I, you know, I wanted to save my marriage. And so I thought, well, if he's not going to be back in this marriage, what's my next step? And I thought, well, let me call this old boyfriend up. So we did have a phone conversation, but my my ex-husband came back and said, I want to work on this marriage. I want to save this marriage, which was, you know, we were 100% dedicated to keeping our marriage intact. So we kept it together another 10 years, which is great. But yeah, so uh, we had had a phone conversation about 10 years prior. So he never really was out of my mind. I I have this box or I had this box that I carried around. And I remember we every time we moved houses, I would look at this box and I would see his, 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 there was some stuff of his cards and a picture of us. And I remember thinking, I should throw this away. You know, that really shouldn't be keeping this. But I kept thinking, no, I want to keep this. I want to hang on to it. So, you know, I hung on to it and I hung on to the memory of him in a in a big way. 
my goodness, that's amazing. It's a little bit like that movie Sliding Doors, oh, isn't yeah. it? Where there's two different ways your life could have gone and suddenly you decide at age 50, okay, I'm going to give the other tr- the other side a go and see how that works. Yeah, and it was a total risk. You know, I could, it could have gone very badly, but I yeah. felt that it was a door that wasn't completely closed. And when I got married to my ex-husband, he was a rebound. And it was really more to erase the thought of this boyfriend that I had been hurt by. I just wanted to close that door. I think my intent was, let me give him a ring. Let's have lunch and then close that door. But it opened it wide. And from that lunch that day, which turned into a nine hour sitting there, or seven, it was set, we went from 2.30 to 9.30, so seven hour lunch. And, you know, we never turned back. It was from that day forward, we were, we, we never, we were a couple. That's fantastic. So there's been the personal transformation. And then you, you mentioned something about the business. So why don't we move on to that? So you've got the personal life changed. And now you're thinking, well, hey, well, what else can I change? How did the business transformation happen? So I, I've always loved connecting with people, and I fell into a professional career of technical writing, training, and project management. So, and I started out actually as a receptionist, and then I did not finish college. I had quit because of my broken heart. So I just started where I could get a job, and the the job that I could get was a receptionist. And so I was able to just achieve in each job and get promoted in each job. And so I had had English. I was a English major. And so um, kind of technical writing was a, a great skill I had. So I kind of fell into that. And then that led me into project management. So I had an opportunity to go work for AOL, which at the time was the third it wasn't the largest internet company. It was the third behind Prodigy and CompuServe, but there were only about 200 people that worked there. And I had an opportunity to go work there as a technical writer. And that led me into project management. And that ultimately led me to become a vice president there. And that was an amazing experience. I spent 13 years of my life working at that company. And I loved being a project manager because I was working and connecting with people. And that's what I do best. Mm. But I didn't like other aspects of the job. And so ultimately I wasn't. And as I got promoted up the chain, I became less happy. And you'd think, hey, I'm making, I have this great title. I have this amazing salary and stock bonuses. And I just kept getting more or less happy and more disconnected. And I started to have anxiety attacks, actually. And so I... Eventually, it left AOL, and I got a couple of other jobs along the way, but just never felt this passion for anything that I did. And so I, and I think sometimes we for, we we confuse passion for somebody else with passion from inside of us. And while it's great to have mm-hmm. a soulmate and be passionate about somebody, ultimately the honeymoon gets over, and you know things become mundane and if you don't have a burning passion inside of you that comes from within, then you will ultimately, the, the, the fire within you will not be sustainable. And so I found, you know, great passion in my 
new marriage, I still didn't like what I did during the day. And when you do something Monday through Friday, you want to like it a lot. And I think it's important. We spend so much of our life at work. Yeah. And I was dreading, I would start dreading Monday on Sunday night. So my my weekend was ruined on Sunday night because I started to think about going into the office. And that's not a way to live. And I got a business coach about a year and a half ago. And one of the things that he said, which was so profound to me, is if you aren't loving what you do, you should be spent, your number one priority should be finding what it is that you love to do. Yeah. That's just wise words. Absolutely. So I fell into an opportunity to be a health and fitness coach through Beachbody, which a lot of people know what Beachbody is, but it's just, uh, it's a network marketing company. And I, I got amazing transformation by being in a group online and got in the best shape of my life, did my first pull up of my life, which never was even a goal, but I just got, I felt so good and I wanted to help others feel good. And so I was able to dabble into being a coach and without needing any kind of certification, without having to go back to school and get a therapy, therapist you know, degree. So I really liked it. And then I did that for quite some time. And I was very successful uh, winning prizes and winning trips. But ultimately, I burned myself out and I wasn't making the income that, you know, a lot of the money with these network marketing companies yeah. goes to the company. It's it's kind of like still being an employee. And I started to want to help women on a deeper level because I would help people lose weight and they would feel amazing. And a year later, they'd be yeah. back, you know, having gained the weight back. So it was more than an outside job. You know, it was an inside job that they needed. And I just recently got certified as a master neuro coach. And so now I have that knowledge and experience to be able to help the whole person. And that it's just, I say that whole experience of being in a network marketing company, even though it wasn't my true purpose, it led me to my true purpose. And I feel like it gave me that kind of the business on training wheels. So I learned a lot about an online business that, you know, I can use today in my current business. And it just it it kind of was like the little breadcrumbs that you know the 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 universe drops these little breadcrumbs and sometimes we see them and sometimes we step over them and it allowed me to like look down and see them and then start to pick them up and let it took me right. on my adventure my my midlife adventure that has now given me such a deep pur- purpose i when i used to think about doing something else, I used to think about when can I retire? When can I sit on a beach and drink a drink and get away from this? It was an escape. You know, to me, some when I think of somebody saying, I can't wait till I retire, to me, they're saying, I can't wait till I yes, can escape I from the life I'm living. And so I, yeah. So now I don't even want to retire. I don't even envision ever wanting to stop doing what I'm doing. And so that's kind of what I want to do and help people change and shift their perspective about what retirement is. Retirement is more impact. Retirement is not an escape. Right. That's That really speaks to what you were saying earlier about finding passion within yourself. And really, I think, feeling truly happy with 
with yourself and your life. So I think that's very inspiring, Laurie. Let's talk about um, Not Your Average Grandma, which is such a great name. Where, where did that come from? Well, it was actually a joke because I did not have a clue what a hashtag was. I thought it was like to emphasize words. And so when I was doing the workouts at home and I was getting these great results, I, I was like getting these like, I call them grandma guns. So, you know, I was getting these like muscles and I was posting I would do a post about, oh, I feel so great. And here's my like, you know, arm muscle. And I would do hashtag not your average grandma. And it, it was just because it was, I was kind of a funny play on, oh my gosh, I'm not average. I'm doing these workouts. Yeah. And so I did that for a couple of months. And then one day it dawned on me, oh my gosh, that's what I, I should just brand that. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's kind of how it came about. Cool. And how did that lead on to the Not Your Average Lives podcast that you run? I was thinking about wanting to do a podcast. I had always wanted to blog, but to me, writing was a little heavier and more time consuming. I thought I can chat up a storm. So podcasts is kind of what I would like to do. <laughs> and But I didn't know really what I would talk about. And I think a lot of us think, oh, I don't have enough knowledge or, and I wanted to make sure that I picked something that would have a continuing, sustainable, you know, subject area. And so it was last August and I was at a retreat and a mastermind uh, that I attend. And I was driving in a car with a, a, a fellow retreater and she is 70 years old and she is amazing and has, is killing it with an online business and is constantly thinking of new ideas and new things to help. She's, she trains dogs. Well, she trains people to, you know, help you know, train their dogs. Yeah. And I was so inspired by her story and her, her she, just very gung-ho, no, no sense of ever wanting to retire. And it struck me at that moment that her story needs to be told and that I thought, there's other stories like hers. Oh, my gosh, that's what I should do. I need to have a podcast that is all about inspirational midlife transformations, stories of transformation, whether it's somebody who found somebody they you know, rekindled with or even somebody new from an online dating or somebody who had a health crisis and got their health back in somebody who changed careers. I do a lot of changing careers because there's there's amazing stories um, from people who had a crisis and they turned that into a career, which yes. basically makes you think that they had that crisis because they were meant to do that and share whatever it is they went through. So she inspired me. And of course, I immediately came to mind, not your average lives, because I was not your average grandma. Yeah. Yeah. So... What do you think are the main challenges that, that women are facing in midlife? Well, I think belief and belief in themselves and belief in the dream that they have or belief that there is, there, there is even a dream inside of them. So the women I meet a lot of times have just really committed to being a great mom even if they've had a career, because I, that was my number one thing is I would just want to raise two amazing human beings. And they, even though I worked, I had to work full time. I, that was my everything. 
And so that's what we focus on. And we, I, I say in one of my, I, I, I said this and it really struck a lot of uh, chords is it's like you take a 20 to 25 year vacation from yourself. I yeah. remember going to the store and never, ever buying anything for myself, only getting stuff for my kids, yeah, getting clothes for my kids. And so I think what happens is they get to midlife and they have never even dreamt for themselves or anything that maybe had come to mind when they were younger has just been suppressed. And so it's kind of uncovering and and knowing that your dream is inside of you and that just knowing how to get it out of you and then the belief that that is possible. Yeah, I think that's just so interesting because self-care is one of the things that women are very often bad at. They're so good at caring for everyone else. Mm. We're hardwired mm. to care about you know, our, our children, our, our partner, our elderly relatives, our job and putting ourselves last. And I think one of the challenges that women in midlife have a lot is that they're, they're arriving at, at, at 40, at 50 and suddenly thinking, oh, gosh, you know, I've got no confidence left. I don't know who I am. And of course, if children have left home and the empty nest has happened, then that purpose that, that they've that has driven them for those that those twenty-five years you talk about suddenly isn't there anymore. Yeah. And I belief is a big thing because uh we have these things called limiting beliefs. And when you get to midlife, you've collected a lot of them. Yeah. And so it's uncovering what the thoughts are in your head that are keeping you stuck. And then understanding that you can rewrite those and make better thoughts in your head that will support your dreams and help you have, I, I'm, my big thing is I want everybody's second half to be the better half. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've got all that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And people, I think, you know, we, I think this, a lot of this is women too, is we downplay our, our wisdom and our knowledge. I think men are really good at puffing themselves up for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's testosterone or just a natural ego that comes, but women are, want the light to shine typically on other people. And so we downplay our wisdom when we think, oh, well, you know, I can't do that. She can do that or he can do that. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have that in me or so it's again, you know, that's a lie that you have inherited from your past and it's uncovering that and identifying it. And instead of repeating that, cause it's on autopilot now, it's thinking of a new thought that is actually the true thought that supports you in your, your new goals and your new dream, your vision for what you want in the future. A lot of people don't even vision. I didn't vision. So vision is a big part of what I help people with. But it's very important to have a very specific, concrete vision of what you want. Even if it's like totally crazy, it's okay to have a totally crazy vision. But so it's like you you would never get in a car and drive around not knowing where you're going. So you need to know where you're going to get there. And then you need to fix your thoughts to support the trip there. That's so interesting. I think 
one of the challenges coming back to this notion of loss of confidence and low self-esteem, I think some women listening to this might be thinking, well, that all sounds great. Um, but and I can see I can be really inspired by Laurie, but I couldn't do that. So what would you say to that woman? I mean, how could she take the first step if she were thinking that way? Well, I've done a lot of work of, you know, like a logical brain is somebody who really only kind of lives in the 3D reality world. And once you start to get in touch with your inner voice, you realize that's your soul and your soul. And this is going to be a little woo woo, but just take it for me. I was so non-woo-woo like two years ago, but I learned a lot about and believe now our soul is everlasting and we don't listen to it. We don't hear it. We have, we are disconnected from that inner voice because we're so much operating in our conscious world of, or honestly unconscious because 90% of what we do is kind of automated, but getting in touch everybody comes from the same place. We all come from the same source. And whatever you believe that source is, you know, some people believe in God, some people believe in the universe, whatever that source is, we all come from the same source. So we are all the same. We are all a bunch of atoms made up and atoms are energy. And so everybody has the same unlimited potential. And once you start to believe that and see that and get in touch with your inner soul and what it wants, the only thing that is stopping you are your, it's like a wet blanket. I just heard this description. It was so great. It's like a wet blanket of your past experiences, the the comments that were made to you that you're now carrying around that probably were meant to be harmless, but for some reason they stuck and made you feel less than. So it's this, it's this thing, this envelope that's of, of life that's been wrapped around you and stunted your growth and your ability to see inside of you and who you are and what that true potential is. So everything that you think about yourself that isn't possible for, isn't possible for you is possible for you. You just can't see it. And what I would recommend is that you find somebody. For me, having a coach, I have three coaches now. And they saw my unlimited potential long before I ever saw it and believed in me. And and so that's been really life-changing for me is to have somebody that a mentor to learn from and to grow with. And it it can happen anytime. It, I'm so, you know, I didn't have a coach until I was 59 years old. Grandma Moses didn't start painting until she was 76. So don't ever use age as an excuse to not make your life better and to not explore and grow more. Wow. Wise words. That That's really great. I think in some ways, midlife is absolutely the time for women to blossom because as the estrogen levels drop, all those hormones that have been basically driving our decisions and our motivations for all those years because we're hardwired to, to reproduce and to, to care, suddenly opens up that space, doesn't it? So you can find that passion. You can find that purpose. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I know one of the things you're working on is something called the SPARK system. What's that? Tell us about it. So the SPARK system is a, a system I designed, and it's a framework by which I was able to create 
and start my own online business in less than 90 days. And I started with not having a clue as to what I wanted to do. And so I I tried a lot of different systems like, you know, planners uh, and coming from a project management background, you'd think I'd have it together. But I, I was really good at managing a corporate project, a complicated corporate project. But when it came to my personal life, I didn't know where to begin. And so I, it's funny, I'm looking and I have like five planners sitting in front of me because I was doing a workshop the other night and I showed them all these planners I had bought. that I, <laughs> I tried and I failed and I tried and I failed. So I say what the Spark system is a result of is lots of failures from me. And I just put together this this system that works. And so I created a school. It's I call it the second half spark school. And I teach the system in that school. And it, it's solely for the purpose of taking people who are unfulfilled and without a dream or have been sitting on their dream and help them discover their untapped gifts and use those to create an income generating business so they can spend the rest of their life doing what they're meant to do. Because I believe everybody is here for a reason. And so many of us are wandering around just not seeing it. And and I feel like I have this system that helped me and I want to teach other people how to how to do it and be successful with it. So is it a kind of coaching program? Yes. Yeah, so I it, it needs to be coached because I've I have tried to do a DIY, do it yourself, a DIY way. Um, but there's so much of the limiting beliefs that get in the way. And so the coaching comes with it. And I do not do it as a self-study anymore because the transformations aren't as likely with a self-study. You need a coach to guide you through the process and the coaching calls are really where the breakthroughs come. And right. yeah, and and it's, yeah, it's been great. And I'm so passionate about it. It must be so rewarding yes, helping women it this is. way. I've made it my mission so that nobody gets to the end of their life and has any regrets. Because I saw that happening for myself. And I was more scared of wow. getting there and saying that and thinking that than I was of starting over from scratch and walking away from my 25-year marriage. For a long time, I hesitated on that. I, I was like, no, I can't get divorced. Divorce is horrible. Divorce is a bad word. Nobody in my family was ever divorced. Even though my kids were graduating college, I did not want that for my kids. I didn't want to break up our family. But then I kept thinking, I'm going to get to the yeah. end of my life and I'm going to be like laying there like I wasted this friggin' life. And, and so that's what my mission is, is to not let anybody, to fight for people, to, to even if they won't fight for themselves, to fight for them to have a better life than they have right now, to, to fight for them to stop settling for the life that they don't really want, but they're just still living in it because they have no way of getting out of it. They don't wow. think they have a way of getting out of it. Yeah. Well, a life well lived is definitely a life without regrets. That's for yes. sure. Yeah. So- here you are. That's an amazing journey. You've you've transformed your personal life. You've transformed your professional life. You run your own business. You've got your Not Your Average Grandma website. You're Not Your Average Live podcasts, your Spark workshops. 
it sounds amazing. What have you actually learned about yourself, do you think, as a result of this journey? What I've learned about myself is that I have this soul that knows everything. And the more I'm quiet and open myself up to listening, the better it is, the better I do, the better I serve. I was just a busy, busy person. Busy, busy, busy. I had so many actions. I had so much. I was never comfortable sitting down and doing nothing. You just had to go, 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 go. And I see that in a lot of people too. And I think that's kind of the mom thing and the corporate, you know, I was like busy, busy, busy all the time. And quiet is, you have to be quiet to hear what that inner voice is saying. And you had there, you know, I teach some of this in my school and how to do this, but you have to have that you have to shut off that logical brain because that logical brain is your ego and it's always wanting to take over and control because it's it's you know it's its main goal is to keep us safe and it's its version of safety is not what necessarily is good for us because growth is is kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and so what i think what i've learned the most is that i do i i always like whenever i had a gut feeling a gut moment I would just like ignore it and say, no, 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 that's wrong. That's bad because that, and I would like make the decision from my logic brain. And so what I've learned is to listen to my, to be quiet. And there is so much good in quiet and to listen to my inner voice. And so I think that's the biggest thing. That's fascinating. So tell me, how can people find you if they want to learn more about what you do or if they'd like to work with you? Yes. Yeah, so you can come to my website. That's the best place, notyouraveragegrandma.com. I just launched a quiz. Oh, I love a quiz. So I'm really excited about it. And it's called the Midlife Fulfillment Quiz. So you can take a little quiz to see where you are in the fulfillment uh, ranks. Because I've identified a few different roles that people are playing when they might not even know. And it's fun because I just rolled it out in a workshop I did. And so many people were like, oh, my gosh, that's just me. That's, you know. So I, I, I once you take the quiz, you get a little description of kind of some of the, the, the things that you're doing and then some, you know, what your next step should be. I am definitely going to go and do that quiz. I love a quiz and it sounds really interesting. Good. I think right now there's just a banner at the top of the website, but we're going to put, a, you know, a larger, more obvious positioning so people will see it when they get to my website. Well, what I'll do is put links to all of that on the show notes on the podcast page of my website so everyone can find you. Great. So... Before we wrap up, and I can't believe we've, we've gone through this already, it's been fascinating talking to you. I ask all my guests this, from all the things you've learned through this whole extraordinary journey you've been on, what would your top two tips be for, for women going through the menopause? Number one, it can be the best part of your life and and believe that. And even though there might be some physical stuff going on, because man, I had the worst hot flashes in the world that kept me up at night. Once you get through those, it's amazing. The other is you are never too old to dream a new dream. It's one of my favorite sayings. And it just keeps you young. And I think it extends your life. If you don't have a dream, start dreaming. And if you do have a dream and you've been sitting on it, go after it because people need the shining bright light that you have 
that is dulled. Because right now, if we're not really sparked about our life, we're we're not we're taking away our shininess from the world and the people that we come in contact with every day. That is inspirational. What a great way to finish up. Laurie, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure chatting to you and hearing all your words of wisdom and learning about your your most fascinating transformation. So thanks very much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm so grateful for you. And I thanks for allowing me to have been a part of this podcast. Oh, it's a pleasure. What a truly dynamic woman. There are so many things to take away from this podcast. But one message that particularly struck me is when Laurie said, don't ever use age as an excuse not to make your life better. There's a shot in the arm if ever I heard one. So here's your homework from today's episode. What are you going to do to make your life better? If you'd like to find out more about Laurie and the work that she does, visit the show notes on the podcast page of my website, well-well-well.co.uk, where I've put the links to her website, coaching courses and podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please do leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or whichever platform you listen on. And make sure you tell all your friends. It makes a huge difference to the visibility of the podcast and really helps to spread the word. Because every woman deserves to have a happy menopause. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.